This episode of Building Barrels is brought to you by the winds of Barbados. Please excuse their continued interruptions. Welcome. Thanks for dropping in to Building Barrels, where we explore the technology, planning, and development of adventure centers using man-made waves to spread the stoke of surfing. My name is Michael, and I'd like you to join me in learning everything we can about surf park development. Together, we can build barrels in our hometown. In this segment, we're going to take three different sessions and put them together. They were all seemingly closely related, and so I just wanted to put them together into one. And what these sessions were, one of them was a panel on media and surf parks. Now, the moderator was Chris Cote, who's an action sports personality. The panelists were Sam McIntosh, founder of Stab Magazine, Zach Weisberg, founder of The Inertia, Xander Morton, ex-editor-in-chief of Surfing Magazine. Now this segment was supposed to be on media and surf parks, but it kind of turned into almost exclusively events at your surf park. And so that's what we're going to explore. And it was mentioned that surf parks are simply becoming another branch in the tree of surfing. And it probably won't take away from ocean surfing, but they're not going to lessen the crowds surfers are likely going to bifurcate, that's my word, into their preference, whether or not they want to surf in the ocean or surf at a surf park. Uh, And one thing that was noted was, can anything new be done in the Kelly Slater wave pool? With perfect waves over and over again with no variety, they thought that your social media posts, they might get boring. However, if you create a wave with a crazy section or something like see at Waco and everybody wants to go and hit that section and then they want to post their pictures of it and then you get your marketing done for free so every time you create a new wave as technology advances then you're going to get new attention and if your surf park has a really good wave then you're not going to need to market at all now if your surf park has a really good wave you're not going to need to market however events are a great way to get a lot of exposure and why would an event be successful at your surf park well there's no risk of not having waves you know when a heat is in the water and when somebody's going to get a wave and there's no risk of going through the entire contest with consistent waves and then getting to the final heat and there not be any and having to wait for the waves there are two different types of events that you might be able to hold at your surf park depending on what kind of technology that you have. Now if you have a longer wave like Kelly Slater's it's going to be harder to innovate but you're going to have long runoffs. And if you have a shorter wave like at BSR you're going to get more turnover uh, because you've got shorter one move type waves but that's easier for an audience to get excited. And as technology progresses you're going to have more opportunities to have different kinds of events. And to have a successful event, you want to have fairly quickly run contests, like three to four hours. That might not work in Kelly Slater's pool, 
but it will certainly work on a smaller wave like BSR. And you want to strive to get about 20,000 people watching your contest. That was considered to be a pretty good number. I wasn't really clear on whether this was online or in person, but if you get 20,000 people to pay to watch, then you're not gonna need sponsors. If you don't get them to pay, you're gonna need to get sponsors. Now, one thing to note is that surfing is still subjective and the novice may not quite understand what's going on in a contest and how they're being judged. So you might need to innovate your events at your surf park and you need to make sure that your contests are easy to understand. And you can do this by getting real specific in the novelty of your contest, like who gets the highest air. And if you focus on the elements like biggest airs, best tubes, and you can measure them and make it more competitive and get it more specific, then it's going to be more entertaining for the masses. And it will also allow the media, and this is where it gets back to the media part of it, It'll allow the media to extract more interesting moments from your surf park and your surf event. The more noteworthy news items, the ones that are urgent and grab people's attention. For instance, you may see your favorite local surfers knock off the pros in your surf park contest. That'd be really fun. Now getting into the training for these surf events, Greg Cues, president of USA Surfing, discussed Olympic training and beyond in wave pools. Now Australia apparently is training at the Kelly Slater wave pool which was a shock to many and so the USA came back and decided to train at BSR. Now what are the benefits of training for surfing in a wave pool? Well there's repeatability, there's visibility to your coaches, it's a controlled environment, it's easy to video for evaluation and athlete feedback there's predictability. You always know there's going to be waves. And then there's privacy. You can work on moves without everybody watching. You can test equipment, even though there's a difference between freshwater and salt water. And the surf technology we have allows for a variety of waves that can attempt to mimic this, the waves at the event site. And eventually, in the future, 3D motion analysis as your field range capture increases will allow for even more detailed coaching. Now beyond training, Greg mentioned that surf parks are a much better option for Paralympics and it's a controlled environment and it's naturally safe and it's easier for people to learn to surf. Now could it decrease crowding at natural waves? Maybe, that's a continued discussion that's going on. But he also talked about Moore's Law and how that might affect wave parks and driving the price down where anyone anywhere will be able to learn to surf if those prices do come down. Now on the flip side of pricing, we had a presentation by Rue Hill, the founder of Surf Simply, on high-end surfing education. Surf Simply is a thousand dollar a day surf camp. It's an all-inclusive surf coaching experience where they have 12 guests per week and they are booked full 18 to 20 months in advance with 150 to 180 people on the wait list. Now a big factor in their success was being able to be open all year long. Uh, not only that, he found the best surf in the area and I think he said it was in Costa Rica. He developed the best facilities and found the best instructors for his surf camp. Now, at his surf camp, there is absolutely no customization. There's no need to. He's got chefs offering gourmet meals. He's got massages. It's a luxury resort. He's got great people and hotel management. 
He has a nine-coach team that go through a rigorous training process. His customers, they surf every morning and every evening, and every session is videotaped and photographed with drones and pro photographers on the beach. And afterwards, the coaches review and analyze the footage with his customers. And it combines the artistry of surfing and the technical aspects of surfing and how to catch the wave, how to go down the line, how to read the wave. And their customers are just gushing over his experience at Surf Simply. Now he questions, is this something that could be done in a surf pool? Likely, someone's gonna do it. Or could you take certain elements out of his business plan and put it into your surf park? It's something that definitely needs to be explored. Now, if you like this information, you found it helpful, please like it, share it, comment, and follow my channel. Or if you'd like to join the Surf Park Mastermind group, click the link in the description below and I'll be in touch. And together, we can build barrels all over the world. Thanks again for dropping in. I'm kicking out. See ya.